All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, I just spoke to an RCMP security expert around mm-hmm. Trudeau's security after we saw this gravel-throwing incident on the campaign trail yesterday in Ontario where protesters were able to get close enough to him to actually throw some stuff at him. And he said some of it did, did mm-hmm. hit him. Um, all the party leaders condemning this. Let me play uh, federal NDP leader Jugmeet Singh talking about this now, and then we'll get your thoughts. Here it is. Those actions are wrong. But, but I just want to encourage Canadians. Sometimes, you know, we see these things and we, and we start to lose hope. That is, not, that is not most Canadians. That is not most events. That is not most people. We're not seeing that happen in, in major communities where the, that type of violence is something that people are resorting to. Okay, so it is does seem kind of a fringe thing, but it seems to be happening more often around Trudeau. It, well, not only around Trudeau. So there's a real uh, deterioration, I think, in political discourse in many areas of uh, our society. We saw that with the anti-vax rallies, the attacking healthcare workers um, physically and threatening. Uh, it's not much to draw a line between them and what we're seeing with Trudeau. You see um, the People's Party, Max Bernier, basically calling for a revolution, the leader of the People's yeah. Party. One of his candidates, Mark Emery, posting a tweet calling Pierre, or calling Justin Trudeau vile and said he should be treated like Mussolini. Uh, this is not normal times when it comes to this stuff. I've never seen rocks thrown at a ca- candidate or, or a political leader before. We had that famous dust-up with uh, Jean Chrétien and a protester where he basically throttled the guy who came at him. But, again, this is this doesn't happen very often, but it's happening, w- not regularity, but just there seems to be more incidents out there. And, again, it's just it's uh, it partly driven by social media. I think the social media really feels this stuff. There's yeah. no checks and balances in social media. There's no. There's they plan. No, they plan the protests on social media too. Yep, and they plan. And there's uh, there's no uh, discipline when it comes to that sort of stuff. So we've seen you and I have seen hundreds of protests on the front lawn of the legislature. None of very rarely do any of them. I think one of them got semi-violent years ago. But the prospect of violence now is not doesn't seem to be far away with some of these protests. It is kind of shocking to see stuff getting thrown thrown at uh, Trudeau like that. And I didn't see any reports that anyone was arrested for doing that. I think they should have been. Like, yeah. I think if you throw, I don't think I don't care what you throw at the guy. If you throw anything at him, I think you should be arrested. It's assault. Yeah, I mean Trudeau, well, especially when you're talking about you know a prime minister, or a Liberal Party leader. Like any party leader, any major party leader, yep. like you get something like that. I think the police, I haven't seen any reports of an arrest or charge. No, and it's, it's interesting as we go forward where the police will be a little heightened um, activity no. in terms of scrutiny on these people who are dogging uh, Trudeau. Here's the thing I'm wondering about. I know you've been speaking to some of the global people who are actually on the Trudeau campaign, so maybe you could answer this for me. Like, One of the things I'm wondering is if the political war room types, the political strategists around Trudeau, actually like this contrast between Trudeau taking on these anti-vax protesters. They like it. They've, they've set this up as a wedge issue against O'Toole. Well, and I wonder if they think, like, is there a temptation to kind of let them get close enough to actually hear them in a soundbite? So, yeah. no. So the RCMP determines security. They determine for John Horgan and Justin Trudeau and Aaron O'Toole. The candidates themselves don't dictate uh, security concerns. It's really up to the professionals. Having said that, I think this issue uh, dovetails quite nicely with Trudeau uh, in terms of a contrast to the people who are who are going after him. Vast majority of the population, as Jugmeet Singh just pointed out, yeah. 
the vast majority of the population do not share these views of these extremists. And therefore, if you're the one being attacked by these extremists, there's obviously going to be some sympathy for you yeah. uh, from the vast majority of people. So I, I don't think this issue works against Trudeau, but I don't think he's in there saying, well, let them come closer because it's not up to him. Okay, we'll see if there's tighter security around Trudeau here in the in the days ahead. I won't ahead. be surprised if there is. Yeah. Let's talk about it. It's a big day here on the BC vaccine card. So 2 o'clock this mm-hmm. afternoon, we got a key news conference coming out here. Uh, John Horgan, Health Minister Adrian Dix, Dr. Bonnie Henry, all hands on deck here for the rollout of some of the details on this BC vaccine card and how it's going to work. You picking up any intelligence on this? What's coming? I, I think it's not going to be that difficult. It's going to be a combination of an app and also an ability to download or print off uh, your vaccination record to be able to show. I think there's going to be um, investing in some lamination card re- uh, technology right now because <laughs> there's a lot of people going to get laminated cards. So it's going to be on your phone. It's also going to be something you can carry in your wallet. But again, I, I think this is the small aspect of, of this. What's really going to be interesting is starting September 13th, it's going to be required to be shown at a whole range of activities. And I think the one that's really going to be challenging is restaurants and bars, uh, it, particularly in towns that have, and you and I have talked about this lots, um, towns in the interior in the north that have low vaccination rates uh, in the 50%, 60% uh, level. You're, ask, you're expecting restaurant owners to basically turn away almost, you know, 40 to 50 percent of their clientele because right. they have no vaccination records. And I think it's going to be a challenge to enforce that. Right. And September 13th is when this kicks in. That's this Monday. And I, I still continue to think, how can this be enforceable on day one? Do you still anticipate that maybe there'd be a phase in announced? I wouldn't, this afternoon? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a phase in that this is not something no. that's going to happen literally overnight from, from Sunday to Monday, but it will be the law. I mean, make no mistake, uh, people, restaurants or other services that are required to, uh, uh, to show vaccination proof, if they don't enforce this, they are going to be subject to fines, and there are, will be inspectors. I just don't think it's going to be you're going to see a mass of inspectors there on Monday. We've already seen some kind of amendments on how this is going to work. When Bonnie Henry said, "Well, fast food yeah. restaurants, Grab it go. won't it won't apply there," could we see some other uh, exemptions? What has been my rule since day one? Nothing. Never take anything off the never table. Never take right? anything, anything off the table. Yeah, Everything's yeah. subject to change. We're constantly yeah. evolving, and we're going to do that with this as well. Okay, back to school today for most mm-hmm. BC kids, my son included, my youngest one. And we continue to see some parents' groups saying they're not happy with the back-to-school safety plan. Certainly the teachers' union uh, wanted tougher restrictions. Let me play a clip here for you from Terry Mooring, the president of the teachers' union, and then get your thoughts. Here she is. There hasn't been a clear rationale given for why kindergarten to grade three students are excluded from the mask mandate. And we're seeing in other jurisdictions that that is necessary. Okay, there she is calling for the mask mandate for the youngest kids hey, our in mask school. policy has evolved constantly through this. It could evolve again. You know, again, don't take anything off the table. I live across the street from elementary school, which has K to three, K to four there. I have to tell you, there was a lot of excitement there, a lot of parents, sure. a lot of uh, happy kids, happy parents to see schools resume. And I think that's the vast major- where the vast majority of people are right now. Okay, here's Terry Mooring again talking about how teachers are burned out. There's a level of exhaustion for educators that has set in, um, which is making them... <laughs> many a little bit more vulnerable this year to the stresses of the coming year. It was interesting to hear Terry Mooring earlier say that they'd be open to a mandatory vaccination rule for teachers, but the, the uh, Bonnie Henry has not gone there. Not yet. We're, now we're going to see a mandatory vaccination rule expanded in the healthcare sector. 
You're going to see that announced in the days ahead. It'll be interesting whether that's extended to the education sector as well. Again, don't rule anything out. Okay, we'll be talking about that later on the show, by the way, whether, when, Mm -hmm. and how healthcare workers will be required to get the vaccine. Okay, we also talked earlier on the show today about that big party uh, at the University of Victoria. Thousand people at an outdoor party on Sunday night, and that story was broken by the local student newspaper there, The Martlet. The Martlet. I spoke to the editor-in-chief, Kate Elizabeth Court, um and how her coverage of this story here's what she told me this morning there was no need to shut down the party in their view because uh none of the provincial health orders right now were broken there's no order on indoor or outdoor gatherings in their size so this was technically by the provincial health orders completely allowed that being said the university started like urging students not to party after this happened um, whether or not that will actually impact people's behavior is yet to be seen, of course. Okay, there is there are restrictions on an indoor in, party. In, indoor parties. This is outdoor. Great scoop by Kate Court. Congratulations yeah. to her. Um, yeah, this is uh, interesting. There was a frat party at UBC last week that was busted up and uh, f- uh, results in $5,000 worth of fines. But Kate's correct. This is an outdoor gathering. It's not covered by any provincial health order. It is covered by common sense. <laughs> um, I certainly wouldn't want to be in a, in a tight quarters like this uh, it, with a thousand people. Now, having said that, it's interesting. The college crowd, if you want to label them that, the 18 to 24 age group, which is primarily most of the college students, not all of them by any means, or most university students, they actually have the highest vaccination rate of any people under the age of 45 in terms of a, a five-year age cohort. It's the people in the 30s that have lower vaccine rates, uh, vaccination rates than people in the 20s. Well, and I imagine it's a very high vaccine rate among students, university and yeah. college students. So do you think maybe some of them are thinking, well, it's okay, where most of us are all double vaccinated, let's party? Well, keep in mind, you can still get COVID-19 if you're double vaccinated. Uh, about 10 to 15% of the cases are, are so-called breakthrough cases. Already we're hearing reports of that frat party at UBC has led yeah. to some positive results. Oh, really? Okay. Positive test results. All right. All right. Welcome back. Keith Baldry is my guest. Baldry's Beat. Phone lines are open. Star 9898 is the number on your cell. John and Langley. Hi, John. Good morning, gentlemen. Hi. Yes. uh, My question is to Keith. uh, When we were vaccinated, uh, we got these little cards uh, with all the information on it. And why couldn't we use these? Now, I'm, I'm one of the folks, the older folks, that doesn't have a smartphone or, or doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, have, I don't have the technical knowledge to use that. So how, how are we going to get, a, uh, get our cards? Can we not apply for them online even? Uh, yep. And why can't we use the cards that did, with the information that we got already? Great question, and that's going to come up at the 2 o'clock uh, news conference today. It's not going to be confined simply to your smartphone or an app because, as you point out, there are many people who don't have such a, uh, devices, don't have access to something like that. There will be a print uh, version available where you can print something off and carry it around in your wallet. The details of that, though, we haven't got it completely nailed down, but uh, you are going to be able to have an alternative to simply a smartphone. Because, again, I just got an email from someone pointing out his smartphone, his phone, doesn't work here on South Vancouver Island between Souk and Port Renfrew. Oh, great. Which there's a few restaurants there. So if it doesn't work there, he can't show his proof of vaccine. Well, so wouldn't you have the CR code downloaded to your phone? So even if you didn't have 
cell service, wouldn't it still be displayed on your phone? I mean, we don't know yet. We don't know yeah, yet. We're going to find well, out this Theoretically, afternoon. you would. You yeah. would. But again, I think the, the caller makes a, speaks for a lot of people out there who do not have access to, to the technology that so many people think is what going if to be part of this. What if your phone runs out of power? That's the other thing. Just before you go to lunch. That, that would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a lot, still a lot of unanswered Until questions Until I got my, my latest phone, my old phone would last an hour. Well, yeah. I mean, they run out all the time. Steve and Kamloops. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? Good. Go ahead. Yeah, I've, not everybody even has a printer to print out a card. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. how do you get a card with you don't have a printer? Yeah, these are all good questions. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some answers this afternoon. But Yeah, and yeah. again, it's, it's, you're going to have to try to also make this work for yourself. Um, there's going to have to be some proactive uh, maneuvering by your, by individuals to get access to a printer, for example, to get access to the internet. But there are going to be some people who slip through the cracks here. Why not just use the cards that they've given people when you got the? Well, that's the other question. I've got uh, yeah, I've got my double dose card. Well, sit, yeah. sitting on my desk. Why not just be able to use that? I just got a, a text from Sophie Louie, our colleague, uh, who's down uh, south uh, visiting her partner in and uh, saying they're being having to show a vaccination proof in San Francisco. But not actually being, you know, in terms of what, what constitutes proof, it seems to be pretty wide latitude. You can pretty well show anything. So there, there's pretty wide open interpretation of what proof is down there. And I suspect it may be in BC with some proprietors as well. App, Apo in Langley. Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, Hi. I think one of the reasons that a lot, a lot of people are, are having a flack by Trudeau calling this election is because he, he really doesn't want his job. And, you know, he's come across like that since he was given his last mandate. And, you know, he he appointed Deputy Prime Minister Freeland to do all the dirty work and heavy lifting. What do you mean, what do you mean he doesn't want his job? What are you talking well, about? Well, he just doesn't. He comes across like he doesn't want to work. Like, if you look at him, he's been really kind of depressed looking since his last mandate. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, th- no. I think he's extremely ambitious no, and he's wants to win. Extremely uh, ambitious, and he wants to win this election. Yeah. I think the furthest thing from his mind is not wanting that job. Yeah. No, I, I disagree with your analysis on that. Uh, Bella in Langley. Hi. Hi. I just want to let you know that I phoned a one eight hundred number this morning, and my card is on the way in the mail. Great. So, if anybody wants to beat the rush, I have the number. If anybody wants it, it's one eight three three. Eight three eight two three two three, and it takes about less than five minutes. That's great. Also, getting reports that the Gateway um, website is is uh, experiencing delays and crashing from time to time. So it's going to be a very busy. I you don't need your vaccination proof until the thirteenth. So there's no rush to get it today or tomorrow. Or well, the thirteenth is pretty pretty darn soon. This but it's Monday. it's not. It's a week. Um, yeah. Don't. Uh, my advice, again, uh, remember websites crashing. Everyone wants to do it all at once on the first day. When you don't need to do it, wait a few days. Let's go to Mark in Abbotsford. Hi, Mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, look, you know, Keith, um, you know, I, and I'm not advocating any violence against Trudeau at all, okay? But, you know, you have to understand something, you know, Keith. This is an unprecedented time in Canadian history where you have a government bringing in an arbitrary, uh, pretty much show me your papers to go into a place, Okay. That's what my ancestors fought tr- against. Tr- 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 no, 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 no. Tr- Trudeau, Trudeau is not doing that. It's not his government doing any of this. It's provincial governments are doing this. And don't equate your ancestors or your parents in World War II 
and what they had to go through with having to show uh, some sort of identification at a restaurant. And there's no it's excuse for and it's offensive. And there's no excuse for violence or throwing no. anything. And don't say at I'm not in favor of violence. Yet I am in favor of violence. It's sorry, it doesn't you don't cut it. 